When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. How crazy is this? Uh, our administration, Governor Kathy Crime Wave Holcomb, in tandem with Eric Adams, this uh, swagger man has no plan, have decided in order to make Times Square crime free, they're going to actually have these billboards going up and down Times Square. It says, gun free zone. As if the thugs and the thugettes are going to leave their toolies at home. <laughs> but first, before any of this had to be done, they had to define the boundaries of Times Square. This is what the city council was doing for days. All you had to do was follow Elmo and the naked cowboy, and you would know where Times Square is. But technically, from 50th, excuse me, 53rd North to 40th Street South, from 8th Avenue West, to 6th Avenue East. This is what Times Square has always been, and yet they spend days doing analytics. That's number one. Number two, they've determined to set up these billboards in English only. Now, if you live in the city of New York and you get all that junk mail from the city of New York, it's always in 38 languages. So I'm sure we're going to see billboards by the time all is said and done that's going to cost us to suck at taxpayers' dollars in 38 languages. Now, imagine if you're a tourist and you're coming in after the lockdown and pandemic of March 2020 and you haven't been back to New York City since and you're walking through the Great White Way, Broadway, Times Square, the gateway to the world. You're sharing a hotel with homeless people and illegal aliens. All right. You figure you dealt with that. Then there are weed wagons and guys selling nickel and dime bags and everybody doing puff, puff, pass. So there's like a purple haze hanging over Times Square. You got guys selling you CDs telling you, oh, I'm going to be the next rap star. I'm going to be 50 Cent. And they're very aggressive. People fighting, arguing, people getting stabbed, shot. And why are these signs up? Because Governor Kathy Crime Wave Holcomb and Eric Adams... The mayor with no plan, the house mouse, because that's what he was for 22 years as a cop, a house mouse in the station, never busting his shoes. They figure, let's make sure that those who now qualify, according to the new United States Supreme Court ruling, that you can have a carry permit, concealed carry permit in the state of New York, if you qualify, that law-abiding people are going to be the danger, not thugs and thugettes. This is maybe one of the most ridiculous of all the ridiculous programs that I've ever seen in the city of New York. If anything, this is going to scare tourists away. This information is going viral. Nobody's going to want to come to New York City. A, you got illegal aliens in the Milford Plaza. You got homeless people in other hotels. You got weed wagons. You got people selling nickel and dime bags. You got people stabbing and shooting and fighting who are thugs and thugettes. But The rules and regulations are if you're law-abiding, God-fearing, and you qualify for a concealed carry permit, according to the United States uh, Supreme Court decision, you can't go to Times Square. 
What? The only ones who can go there are the naked cowboy and Elmo? Get the hell out of here. Ah, uh, today is International Zoo Awareness Day. And I've been to many zoos in my lifetime as a young little whippersnapper. Went to Prospect Park when they had the zoo there. Went to the uh, zoo in Queens near Flushing Meadow Park. Oh, man, was that weak. Went, obviously, to the zoo in Central Park. Very small, confined areas. Went to the zoo in Staten Island when, as a little kid, my mother would put myself and my two sisters in the 54 Ford wood-paneled station wagon, Old Betsy, to go pick up my father, who was a merchant seaman, who was going through the Straits of the Verrazano, the Kill Van Cull, the Arthur Kill, to the tank farms in Staten Island. And we had to take the ferry over there. There was no plank yet, no Verrazano Bridge. And sometimes the fog would descend upon the Straits of the Verrazano. And the ships had to sort of stay at bay. They were sort of queued up to come in. So my mother would say, let's go to the Staten Island Zoo and while away a few hours until the fog burns off. The only thing they had in the 1960s at the Staten Island Zoo were horseshoe crabs. So we petted the horseshoe crabs. They looked like World War II Nazi helmets that had washed ashore. How ridiculous was that? And I've been to zoos all over the world, the Berlin Zoo, which is considered one of the best. But I got to tell you, looking at a lot of these zoos, especially the Bronx Zoo, which is considered one of the best, they have an elephant there named Happy. Happy is not so happy. Happy from time to time starts knocking her head up against the granite walls there, the rock lace walls, because Happy is depressed. Happy lost her other friend, the elephant, when two other elephants killed that elephant right in front of Happy. Now, what did they do to the two other elephants? They euthanized them. Leaving Happy by herself, she is really suffering from depression. So animal rights activists said, hey, look, why don't you let us have the elephant? We'll take it to an elephant sanctuary in Texas where Happy can be with other elephants and frolic until the day that she's no longer here and moves to another plane. And you know what the zoo said? Hell no, Happy stays here. So Happy is no longer happy. Happy is depressed every day. Happy sometimes as an elephant bangs her head on the wall, the rock wall, while little kids watch that. Now what, 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 what are their mothers and daddies and their, 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 their guardians telling them? Obviously, anybody looking at Happy knows she's emotionally disturbed. She needs her freedom. The problem with zoos is that oftentimes they actually are so contracted that there is no freedom for the animals. It's not like the open wilds. So how about we go mense, mense, poco, poco. Let's go animal by animal, look at all these zoos and determine what's humane and what's inhumane. And if it's inhumane, we got to release these animals to a sanctuary where they have room to roam, room to live out the rest of their lives. I, I think that's a nice compromise. That's like a Solomon-like compromise, okay? Ah, Gorbachev, last of the old Soviet Union leaders of the Cold War. Best known for the wine stain, as you can see on his head. And uh, his uh, drop-dead gorgeous wife, Raisa who would accompany him to many places. So when finally 
you had Gorbachev meet with Ronald Reagan. He had Nancy Reagan, the skinny Bellini in the red dress. And Gorbachev had Raesa, who was a skinny Bellini in a red dress. <laughs> Those two ladies were upset because, as you know, Nancy Reagan never wanted somebody to be wearing the same thing as her. She was the diva of all divas. But back to the meeting at Reykjavik in Iceland, which was to try to end the Cold War, try to have a nuclear arms agreement so there wouldn't be a continued nuclear arms proliferation. And to Gorbachev's credit, he decided to ultimately brand himself to the West as a friendly Soviet dictator, as opposed to all those before him. Embraced by the West. And it's because of him that we had peace with the old Soviet Union. Then the generals decided in August of 1991, while he was in his dacha with Raesa, they took him in total control. They sacked Gorbachev. And then all of a sudden, Boris Yeltsin, the drunk, the alcoholic, emerged, saved Gorbachev and the Raesa, but took over power. And then all of a sudden, the plunge of the old Soviet Union to the oligarchs who raped the country. Look, we need to commend Miguel Gorbachev because what he did turned him into the most hated man in Russia. And this is so symbolic of so many people around the world. Tony Blair, we loved him here in America. Remember, he talked about yellow cake from Nigeria. It was all a lie before both houses of Congress. And we said, oh, he did a better job in explaining the invasion of Saddam Hussein in Iraq than Bush did, Bush 43. He was a lie. Bush 43, that was a lie. But, oh, everybody loved Tony Blair. You know where Tony Blair is right now? He's in Aqaba in Jordan, right next to uh, uh, Eilat in Israel and right next to Sharm el-Sheikh by the Red Sea because he doesn't go back to the UK any longer. He is reviled. He is hated. Then there was Mario Fachabruta Cuomo. He could have been elected president, loved by the rest of America, hated and despised in New York. You see, that's what happens. They hate you locally and they love you internationally. And there's no better example of that than Miguel Gorbachev. The problem was... When Bush 41 was in charge and the walls came down as a result of the end of Glasnost and Perestroika, Bush 41 didn't know what to do. Teach them capitalism. Teach them democracy. Teach them free market economics instead of letting the oligarchs go wild and rape the Russian uh, empire that Mikhail Gorbachev was more than happy to have joined the rest of the West. We should have followed up on that. He was right. And we were a dollar short and a ruble late. Ah, so the other night, the start of the U.S. Open Monday night, all the freakazoids, trendoids, jet setters were there. But all eyes were on Bill Clinton and Dr. Ruth. That's right. Who thought she was alive from Washington Heights, Holocaust survivor for years? She would always tell us, make sure you're wearing a condom, a condom for safe sex. And she was giving advice to Bill Clinton. And all of a sudden, John McEnroe in the booth with Chris Everett. They were talking about whoever was playing. I hate tennis with a passion because you're not even permitted to go, boo! Hey, wait, they're throwing me out. I just paid $40 for a piece of quiche I need to put under an electron microscope. They throw you out if you boo. But all eyes were on Bill Clinton and Dr. Ruth. 
And apparently at one point, as they were going back and forth, she smacked Bill Clinton. Now, you know this guy. You know how Bill Clinton is. His libido is out of control. I mean, before there was Prozac, right, uh, <laughs> Bill, <laughs> Bill Clinton had basically invented internal Viagra, Levitra, Cialis. This guy was on fire 24-7-365. I know, I know he had heart surgery. Everybody said it slowed him down. No doubt in my mind, he probably was snacking on Dr. Ruth. But then again, who else was in the crowd? Mike Tyson, right? Hey, I'm the rapist. I'm the rapist. Everybody loves now because I cry. I cry. When any, anybody ever talks to me about that, I cry. It's, <laughs> no Mel Gibson. You see, if Mel Gibson wanted to go back to the U.S. Open like he used to go to, all he would have to do is get on the stage with Oprah or somebody and cry, oh, I'm not an anti-Semite. That's what Tyson told him to do. But you know something? I hate, I loathe tennis from the days of David Dinkins, the mentor to Eric Adams, the swagger man with no plan. Yeah, he was there, too, with one of his glow-in-the-dark jackets on. Remember what Dinkins did? He spent all of his time at the U.S. Open dressed in tennis whites with his tennis racket. And he prevented the airplanes flying over while the matches took place at Arthur Ashe Stadium and Louis Armstrong Stadium because it might interfere with the tennis stars. Oh, heavens to Betsy, no. So what happened, Met fans? They flew it over the O'Shea Stadium on their way in and out of LaGuardia, basically saying a double oofa to you. Why? Because they said it made so much moolish moolah. Let me tell you something. When all is said and done, I hate, I loathe, I despise tennis. And who else was in the stand? Renee Richards. Oh, that's right, 50 years ago. Renee Richards was the first transgender tennis player. Where was she from? Forest Hills. What high school did she go to? Horace Mann. She played, now get this, quarterback in football. She was on the swim team, the tennis team, captain of the tennis team, and she played basketball when she was a heat at Horace Mann. Went to Yale, became the captain of the tennis team, right? And was one of the top-rated men tennis players in the NCAA. But then decided to flip the script and become a female, and they wouldn't let her play in the U.S. Open not far from where she grew up in Forest Hills in Forest Hills Stadium. Irony. Years later, she's the coach for Martina Navratilova in her two Wimbledon championships, even though recently Martina Navratilova spoke out against transgendered men now being women competing against women in tennis. Is that freaky deaky or what? So, ladies and gentlemen, I think you kind of understand why I hate, I loathe, I despise tennis.